The impact is huge. Visa reported, for example, that between January and March of this year, 13 million Latin Americans who already had a visa card used it online for the first time. This number is naturally driven by the lockdowns. What we see is that the pandemic has accelerated new habits and e-commerce adoption globally, and especially in emerging markets. Before the lockdown, people in emerging markets may be out of fear, even if they had a credit card, did not use it online, and now they have no choice. They need to purchase online because their corner store might be closed. This makes access to and the reliability of payment technology even more important. Absolutely. We are talking about markets, again, speaking about the merchant markets, markets that grew for e-commerce over 20, 25% in, in 2019. And we are seeing that these markets are becoming the battleground for American, European, and Chinese companies searching for their next billion customers. They are by far the world's fastest growing markets for both e-commerce and mobile penetration and subscri uh, subscribers. You say they're the fastest growing markets. You're a homegrown business in Uruguay. Are you going to get steamrolled by that interest or can you hold your own? We believe we are in a very unique position. As you said, we are homegrown from Uruguay. I'm originally from Uruguay, now based out of San Francisco. We truly understand what uh, emerging markets are all about. We grew up there. We understand local behavior. We understand payment habits. And the secret sauce for us is truly connecting to all the locally relevant payment methods, all the locally relevant cash methods, e-wallets, acquires for credit cards and debit cards, and, and truly providing a service that is no difference from what consumers are used to on a daily basis. So if someone in Uruguay or India or Argentina or Brazil is used to going again to the corner shop and buying bread with cash or a debit card, they should be doing the same when buying on Amazon.com or Netflix or Spotify. It's interesting that you mention international players there, major American brands. You've just raised $200 million in new funding, but that money, you're not going to be looking to those brands for business. You're looking to other emerging markets. Exactly. This investment is important for us because it will help us accelerate our growth. Until now, we were fully bootstrapped and having GA and high-profile investors like Leif Pixel from Addition will definitely help us in growing faster and having a deeper reach within the industry. And to your point, the main goal with this money is expansion. We are already operating in Africa, in Asia, in LATAM, over 50 markets today. And we are now executing towards opening up 13 new markets in the next 18 months to follow our customers' growth. So mostly in Africa, Kenya and Ghana, for example, in Asia, Philippines and Vietnam, to name a few, in Central America, Costa Rica, Panama. We will also be adding new products to support the needs of our customers. Uh, and just to be clear, we are extremely merchant-driven, as well as adding more payment methods that are locally relevant. Tell me a bit more about what your technology offers and how it, it, it works as a cross-border payment platform. We are the leading payments company connecting global merchants to emerging markets. 
So we allow merchants essentially to do two things. On one side, to accept local pay methods, and on the other side, to pay out vendors and partners locally. And just to name a few examples or a few use cases, which is typically the easiest way to, to understand the value, someone in Chile buying from Amazon in the US using her domestic card and paying with installments, or someone in Nigeria buying a Microsoft Office subscription in Naira, the local currency. For the payout space, for example, Uber paying out their drivers in Argentina with local bank transfers. Google, Amazon, Spotify, Zara from the Inditex group, Booking.com, Ctrip, Didi, which is an Uber of China, Netflix, and many more big brands are leveraging our solution today. Is the opportunity really that huge in emerging markets right now, or is it still going to take time to develop? What you said is true. European, US, Chinese companies uh, are struggling to expand in their own mature domestic markets. We all know the challenges, for example, for a US company to operate in China or vice versa. So they look for these neutral markets to expand with high potential for growth. And as I was mentioning, we see growth in emerging markets around 20, 25, even 30% compared to less than 15% in the US, for example. So the opportunity is bigger in, in these regions. Asia Pacific, 25% growth for e-commerce in 2019. Latin America, 21%. Middle East and Africa, 21%. Compared to, again, 14.5% in North America last year. That's the overall opportunity. What's your target? Our target is big international companies with presence in multiple geographies, essentially everywhere in the world. And they not necessarily have local entities in all of these markets or resources to be connecting to all the local players to offer a seamless payment experience. So what we do is we, we sit in between merchants and local payment methods, and we make sure we are bridging that gap. So for merchants, we give them access to all these locally relevant payment methods. And for consumers, we give them access to all these uh, global brands. Well, that sounds great if you're a consumer who's got the technology to reach out and make those transactions. But what about the unbanked and the underbanked in the emerging markets? How do they access the solution? So cash is extremely predominant in emerging markets. In Brazil, for example, Boleto Bancario, which is the main cash method, accounts for around 30% of all e-commerce transactions. So even if you don't have a credit or debit card in Brazil, you can still buy from your favorite brands. And similar things happen in Argentina, in Colombia, in Chile, in Nigeria, in Turkey, and I can continue. So there's a cash-based solution that allows people to use such a payment system. Exactly. Again, whatever is relevant for these people on a daily basis for their normal life should be the same mechanisms that they use to buy from international companies. So it could be cash in the case of Latin America, e-wallets in the case of Asia Pacific. It's important that what you're actually offering people is not something that they're going to be unfamiliar with. It's an easy way of easing them into the 21st century and 
international payments and also a secure payment space? We see ourselves as a technology company playing a role of bridging that gap. For consumers, they should have seamless access to the favorite brands and payments shouldn't be a barrier. So our role is to build technology to basically support these payment methods locally and connect them to global brands. In most of the cases, these emerging markets will have outdated technology, legacy infrastructure. So our role is, again, to build technology, a layer of technology on top of that to make sure the experience is good for them. And on the other side, for the decision maker on the merchant side, sitting in Silicon Valley or London, they not necessarily understand the differences. So it's important for them to also get a similar experience. So for us to raise the bar in terms of the payments infrastructure that can be accessed 